This is episode number 142 of the Fearless Presentations podcast, the fastest, easiest way to eliminate public speaking fear. Want to absolutely eliminate public speaking fear? This podcast is the answer. Here's the guy who literally wrote the book on Fearless Presentations, Doug Stannard. Hey everybody, welcome to Fearless Presentations. I'm Doug Stannard, CEO of the Leaders Institute, and this is the podcast that helps you become a fearless and professional speaker and presenter. This is episode number 142, and this session is a continuation of last week's episode about visual aids. Now, we spent the last session talking about the different types of visuals for in-person meetings. This week, though, I'm going to focus more on a few killer visuals that you can use for virtual meetings. The podcast is brought to you by Fearless Presentations. Just so you guys know, I was so excited last week because I taught our very first in-person seminar since the whole pandemic hit, we've been doing all kinds of virtual training programs and, and online sessions and that kind of thing. But this was the very first time that we were able to go back inside the classroom with real people right there in front of us. It was fantastic. Um, the class sold out, by the way, which was fun. And the folks who attended were just absolutely stellar. Thanks, guys, for, for, for uh, coming out. Um, we're, we're still on a pretty limited schedule for the live in-person seminar. So if you are interested in attending one, make sure to check out the schedule on our website at www.fearlesspresentations.com. Uh, the next ones that are coming up, by the way, are in Atlanta, Denver. Denver's actually filling up really quickly. So if you want to go to the Denver one, make sure and kind of check that one out pretty quickly. Charlotte, Nashville, uh, and Orlando are the ones that we have coming up before before Christmas. Um, we're also going to open them back up in California and, and in the Northeast part of the U.S. in January. So if you're in any of those places, make sure and check out the schedule. If I didn't call your city, um, we still have a couple of seats left in the virtual classes in December as well. So, um, and, and by the way, don't forget that we still have all of our online courses and we've got dozens and dozens of hours of online training sessions and, and we're still offering that for just $59. So it's, it's a fraction of what we typically charge for just one of the sessions and you get all of them for that, that small fee. So we're going to honor that $59 price until mid November, probably right around just before Thanksgiving. So if you want to um, to try that type of learning, make sure to take us up on that offer before the price goes back up. So for details about any of those programs, just go to fearlesspresentations.com. All right, so all right, let's get on with the topic for today. So in this session, we're continuing from the session last week when we were where we were talking about visual aids. This time, we're going to focus more on some of the virtual visual aids. They're quite a bit different. It, it, you wouldn't think that they would be, but the images or the, um, the visuals that you use when you're doing the virtual trainings or virtual seminars or virtual meetings and you're using a slideshow for them, uh, you, you actually want to change your visual aids up a little bit. Um, let's first talk about PowerPoint slides because that's one of the things that a lot of people will use as their visuals. And the thing that you have to know about PowerPoint slideshows or any other slideshow for that matter, any type of you know Prezi or any of the other types of, of visual aids that are out there to to um, use your um, uh, to use during your your virtual meetings, 
is that you want to have more images and action than a typical slideshow. All right. So the thing you have to keep in mind about virtual meetings, Zoom and Teams and all the other different pro, uh, um, uh, programs or, or systems that are out there for virtual meetings that people tend to have a shorter attention span when they're on a virtual meeting. And because of this, I personally, I tend to use more images and I change them more frequently than I would in my in-person meetings or, or my sessions. The reason why I do that is because it causes the audience to be more engaged during the, the program or during the speech. For instance, like when I'm presenting in person, my slide might have, let's just say it's got three key bullet points on it and just a single image. If I'm delivering that same presentation though, Virtually, um, I, I'm like if I'm on Zoom or if I'm doing a webinar or something like that, I will likely use three images and sometimes even more. I'll have one for each of the, the pieces of text that I use. Now, I, I tip just so you know, I don't do this when I'm in in person meetings because I don't want the visual aids to be a distraction. I, I want them to pay attention to me as the speaker. However, on, on Zoom meetings and the virtual meetings, the, the slideshow kind of is the, 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 the center of focus. So I will typically kind of use them a whole lot more. I, in fact, a lot of times on my virtual slides, I'll actually hide my bullet points until the, until the, the text that I'm using, until the image appears and I have them appear at the, at the same time. So some of you may be wondering, oh, wow, that sounds like a pretty good technique, Doug. Why not? use multiple images in your in-person meetings? Why are, you, why are you cautioning us against that? Well, you, you could do that, by the way. However, if, if you're in the same room with your audience, you can use your, your voice, you can use your gestures, you can move around a little bit, and you can do all those things and keep the audience engaged, and they'll be focusing on you. Uh, the 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 tools are, are uh, all of those things are, are a more powerful way than using visual aids. It, that is, if you're in the same room with them, it's easier to use your gestures, your voice, your movement, and that kind of thing to keep people engaged in, in, the, in the speech or in the presentation that you're de delivering. Um, and there, and there really, there's no need to overdo it, by the way. The, the key is to add some movement every one or two minutes. Um, if you like, for instance, if you watch a good YouTube video, the producer will use like slight zooms in and out and change the video angles just slightly. They, they do this to keep the viewer engaged. They, they do this because it, that, that little bit of movement uh, calls our attention to it and, and we're able to, to focus on it a little bit. So if you're using a single webcam for your online meetings, though, you kind of lose a lot of those, those tools. So adding an additional image from time to time or, or uh, adding additional visual aids, they can, they can make up for some of the loss that you get by not being in the same room. So another good visual aid that you can use in your, in your virtual meetings is you can use like a video or an animation with, that, ha, that doesn't have sound. It's it basically, it's, it's while you're speaking, there is some type of animation or some type of video that's going on while you're speaking and, and it can help uh, the audience kind of understand better what are the, the thing that you're kind of talking about. So PowerPoint and Prezi both have great 
animations that you can use as as uh, for you know as one of these kind of eye catching moments. Um, so instead of changing or adding images, what you could do is make the images get bigger or smaller as you as you reference them. You know, so basically you can hit your you can make it to where it, it functions as a as just a, a movement. So the image just kind of moves a little bit or shakes a little bit when you when you reference it. Those little things. It's just like what we were talking about with the the YouTube videos and stuff like that. It it, it adds um, it adds quite a bit to the to the appearance and it makes you look really professional and that kind of thing. Uh, Prezi's original Zoom function, by the way, is great for this. And and like I mentioned last week, you, um, uh, PowerPoint is now doing that as well. However, um, one of the cool things that re that that Prezi has done recently is actually really cool. They, they have an entirely new platform that they call Prezi Video. And um, I, I was actually, I haven't, I, I, before I started doing the research for the, the, the post here and for the, for the blog, for the um, blog post and the accompanying podcast, which I'm doing here, I, I hadn't actually come across, even though I used Prezi quite for quite a while, I hadn't come across Prezi video. And the reason why is because I haven't really been using Prezi since COVID hit. They've done some really cool updates in the last few months. And basically the, the slideshow or the visuals are actually integrated into your speaker screen. You know, basically as you present, as you're talking, the images kind of pop up next to your face. It's kind of like if you if you think about a, a newscast, you know how sometimes the uh, the image of um, uh, of the the news story will kind of show up over the the anchor's shoulder or something like that. It's it's very similar, except a lot of times it's just words or just icons or images that that pop up. It, it's actually a really cool thing. It, it integrates with Zoom and Teams and some of the other um, the the other uh, broadcasting software. So it, it it it's really it's really anything. I would encourage you if you if you want to kind of spice up your visual present, your virtual presentations, then I would encourage you to look into that kind of stuff. Uh, by the way, in addition to Prezi, there are a number of video animation apps that either draw images for for you or they animate them. The one that I use is, is VideoScribe. Now I use that because it was the first one that I found years ago. So I've had, I've been using it for probably three or four years now. It's, and I love it by the way. However, there are a number of other apps such as Doodly and Powtoon and some of these other ones that are out there. Uh, I'm, I'm not an expert on any of these things, but I do know the ones that I use, like when I'm creating my PowerPoint videos and stuff like that, or my uh, YouTube videos, um, it, uh, if I insert some type of animation, it makes the the video much more appealing. It makes it more interesting and, and eye-catching. So the way that you use these, by the way, is just to add you, if you're using one of these pieces of software, um, you just add the image that you want to insert into your, your presentation into your cartoon creator. And then the creator will either draw it, draw it or animate the, the image. So a hand will come up and start drawing the image out. They're really cool They're, I mean, it's a really neat uh, kind of technique. There's a lot of people use these, most people don't though, and and they're fairly inexpensive. So I would encourage you to kind of investigate those. It'll make your make your um, your uh, PowerPoint slideshows or your virtual meetings way cooler. Um, by the way, um, the when you're when you're making the just a little tip it, when you're having these things kind of draw out, you, you know, five to ten seconds is is 
kind of the time limit that you want to use on it. So you don't want to add a, a bunch of additional images. You, you just make the images more interesting using, you know, some of these apps, which is, which is a, a neat technique to use anyway. Another thing that you can do with your virtual meetings that you can't do is you can do it in your in live meetings or your in-person meetings, but it's just a whole lot easier since you're already sitting at your laptop or sitting at your computer is you can visit live websites. So since, since the meeting's online anyway, you can always access additional information online as well. You know, like for example, when I'm meeting with a potential client, I'll often answer questions for them by going to my website. I'll go to fearlesspresentations.com and show them where to find that, that information on the website. Instead of just quoting an expert who agrees with me, I might go to that expert's website. So um, it, there, there are all kinds of cool ways that you can, you can use live uh, searches on the internet and find different, um, uh, find different websites that you can access. By the way, when, when I do this, um, I, I will have the website, websites already open in my browser. I do do the search thing every once in a while, but most of the time I've got them open. Um, this way, I, I mean, I, I just share my screen and it's already up. So a little trick for doing this, by the way, is to the click the browser tab and then open it up in a new window. That way, when when you're looking at the share my screen, which can get really confusing if you have a lot of things open, that single web page is available to share. A lot of times when I'm using my browser, if I have like three or four different tabs on my browser, it, it's kind of hard on Zoom or some of these other applications to figure out which screen that I'm going to be sharing and it gets a little confusing. But if you open them up in separate separate windows, it's a little easier. And it does make the sharing a little cleaner and it makes it a little bit more professional looking. Um, another tip here is to share videos with um, additional information or sometimes funny videos during session breaks. So like for instance, when I teach virtual or uh, remote presentation classes, uh, I'll, I'll a lot of times I'm gonna give them a, a 10 minute break every hour or so to, to uh, you know, so that we can get refreshed, get a new cup of coffee or whatever. And sometimes what I'll do during the break is open up old Saturday Night Live clips that correspond to the previous or the next lesson, whatever I just covered or what I'm gonna be covering in the future. Um, like for instance, if I'm teaching about enthusiasm, you know, I may kind of pull up the old Chris Farley clip where he's pretending to be a motivational speaker. Uh, it, they're funny. It's interesting. If people have to be still sitting at their their computer during the break, it gives them something to do during the break. Um, and if not, it's entertaining for the for the presenter anyway. Another good visual that you can use is you can actually collaborate with shared documents such as like Google Docs or some of those kind of things because spontaneity, it's a nice surprise on the virtual meeting. So sometimes it's better to move away from the pre-created visual aids and, and use something more kind of instantaneous. You know, like for instance, when my team is meeting to assign instructors for upcoming sessions, you know, we'll, we'll all get together on a on a virtual call of some type and and uh, go over the calendar to make sure that all of our events are covered and and see if anybody's got a, a travel conflict or something like that. A lot of times, what we'll do is we'll use Google Calendar. In, in the the corporate calendar, it, it's a, it's a basically when because my company, we all of us are on the same calendar. If we look up the full 
virtual calendar on Google, everybody's in there and it shows every single person that, that is instructing for us all on the same calendar. So it's, it's an easy way for us when, when we, when we see a whole, when we see some, some conflict, it's easy to kind of visually for everybody to, to see that thing. So um, it, it's, it's collaborative and, and it's unique every time. So every week there's going to be something new on the calendar. Um, it shows the whole group, which of the, which of them are free and, and um, at the time that we're trying to fill up anyway. And if there are multiple instructors available, then we can discuss the assignments to make the distribution more fair and that kind of thing. So those, those are the, instead of, um, a lot of times if you instead of just kind of sharing a report that has things that are already pre-created you can make it more of a discussion using the collaborative documents like that we also have reports that are created on multiple spreadsheets and then as team members insert their individual numbers into their own personal spreadsheet then the data appears on the cumulative cumulative spreadsheet as well. So that makes it kind of fun too, especially if we're doing like sales meetings or something and folks are in our, the salespeople in different cities are all entering their, their, um, their previous week's sales numbers. And all of a sudden the number just kind of increases it's like a telethon sometimes it's like, Ooh, wow, look at that number. It's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Right. Um, but the, while this type of visual aid, it, it's not as fun as exciting as some of the others, it, it can all, it can add to the collaboration and uh, of the meeting and and do that very effectively anyway. Uh, just like in the in-person meetings, there are also s- different types of what I call visuals that aren't really visuals, but they they work in the same way. So like, for instance, in, in Zoom, we use our breakout room discussions as examples of it's like a verbal visual aid, you know, just as with the stories and examples that I kind of mentioned in the last session. Um, discussions among the participants can sometimes replace the need for visuals. You know, Zoom's got the ability to break the participants up into breakout rooms. And so the participants, by the way, they're more likely to communicate in smaller groups, especially the bigger your group gets. So if you break your meeting into smaller teams, and, and then assign each team member or each team to tackle a, a, a problem. It could be the same problem or different problems. Then you, a lot of times you'll get better results. Cause then after a few minutes, you close down the breakout rooms and then you have a spokesperson from each one of the groups, give a quick summary of what their team came up with. Now the, the, this little technique, by the way, it fulfills the same need um, that I mentioned before when I suggest, suggested that you add more images, you know, I was saying in, in the PowerPoint slideshows, you want to add more images. So instead of the entire group listening to one person for the entire meeting, they they change their focus more quickly because multiple people are kind of speaking in their breakout room. So having multiple people present meeting, it makes the meeting much more interactive, more interesting, and that kind of thing. By the way, so uh, so if, by the way, if you have suggestions, make sure and leave those in the comments. Um, if because I mean we're 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 coming up with new stuff all the time, and a lot of that comes from folks like you who are listening to the podcast, giving us giving us suggestions and that kind of thing. So if you if you want more visual aid examples, just let us know. By the way, um, if if you need help creating presentations or making your presentations better, you know you can always invest in one of our virtual training, and you can access you know world class public speaking coach for hours at a time. And a lot of times they customize the content for your specific needs. So if you're interested in any of that, just make sure and let us know. Um, Hopefully you enjoyed the content here today. We'll see you next week on the Fearless Presentations podcast. Thank you all.
Subscribe to this podcast for new public speaking secrets each week.